You are listening to the Maximum Life Now podcast, only on MaximumLifeNow.com. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. This is your host, your man's Brian B. Rich Richardson. And you're tuned in to another episode of the Maximum Life Now podcast. Episode 21, people. Look at here. Look at look, look, look how far we come. It's been at least about three or four months since we started the podcast. And we're still going strong. We're going to the next level today. We're going to the next level to get today. As always, you can check us out on SoundCloud, we on Stitcher, we on the iTunes platform, but ultimately, you know you got to check out the man's website, that's www.maximumlifenow.com, to get straight to the podcast, that's mlmpodcast.com, but get the book, if you hadn't got the book, the book, Rest to Success, R-E-S-T, the number two, success.com, get the book, remember, it's four principles, life-changing, I call them. They're simple, but they're life-changing. That'll help you get to your journey of success. On that road to success, what are you doing? Are you on the right road? Are you on the right path? Are you are you stuck? Look, that book will help you because I want to help you. Be Rich is here to help you. I didn't write the book for myself, even though I probably sometimes need to read it more often than I do. But I really wrote the book for you to help you because I'm tired of seeing people stuck. I'm tired of seeing people going in circles. I'm tired of seeing people look like that they live in life, but not really live in life, that they just existing. They're not living the maximum life. But you are my max lifers and you're supposed to be living the maximum life. And see, today, I know I've been talking over the last few weeks about relationships, particularly toxic relationships. And I hope that helped you. Um, throughout that Valentine's uh day and that that week, and we moved on. You know, it's it, it's it's a lot of these holidays is just like the retailers treat them. You go in one day, on that day they 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 price a certain way. The next day they on clearance, and then the next day they setting up for the next holiday. I mean, I went in there, and one place they were setting up for um for for Easter for St. Patrick's Day. And then I think they were setting up for Mother's Day. I mean, I mean, they had everything like, man, wait a minute. Can we can we get out of one? They, they don't even wait no more. They have them stacked on each other, stacked on each other. Get your mother a car. But I'm like, wait a minute. You, you're confusing me because I'm like, wait a minute. When is it? It's in May, right? But wait a minute. It's February. Huh? Let us breathe. But that's how some people treat holidays, just like the retailers do. And so I just hope that they helped you during that time and not just to prepare you for Valentine's Day. Come on now. It's more than just about that. I'm trying to help prepare you for life. For you to maximize your relationships, maximize your experiences. Understand to a certain extent why certain things are happening in your life. And I want to pull from the concept of last uh, week's episode, which which we talked about, um, you know, understanding really what was going on on the inside of you. You know, that was really the basis of it. Um, understanding what really is on the inside of you, because a lot of times, see, we we tend to want to blame others. 
uh, for where we are in life, blame other systems. Uh, we might blame if we go into school, we might blame our school. We might blame our teacher. Um, if you're at work, you might bring uh, blame your boss or you might uh, blame the actual job that you're doing. Um, in this nation, we tend to want to blame um, our political leaders and we want to blame, you know, uh, various groups and people. And I'm not saying that different things don't have their flaws. I mean, because we live in an imperfect world. So, you know, wherever you go, I don't care where you go. It's not going to all be totally perfect. And when I say perfect, I'm defining perfect as there will be no mistakes. There will be um, no setbacks. There will be no, you know, drama. There will be no, you know, it'll just be peaches and green. But we know. And if I told you that, you know, I'd be lying. Huh? And remember my podcast episode. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Look, I don't care what you're going to. You're going to run into some things because we live in. Uh, an imperfect world, an imperfect society. But there is something about when you make changes on the inside that has greater effect on your life than things do on the outside. As a matter of fact, when you make changes on the inside, it tends to change what's going on the outside. And I'm not just talking about how you perceive things because that also um, helps you make better decisions. But I'm just saying, literally, when you change the inside, it changes the outside. And so today we're going to talk about why you are here. Huh? Why are you here? A lot of people don't understand why they're here. A lot of people don't understand what they're doing. What, what, what am I doing? Huh? What? What? Am I this job that I'm working at, this this business that I'm running, this thing that I'm doing? What? Why am I doing this? What is the purpose for doing this? What? 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 What is it that I've been given that I've been given to do? And it may not be one thing. You know, don't get me wrong. When I say why you're here, don't think about just one thing. I'm talking about at every moment in your life. You're always maximizing that moment because you're doing the thing in that moment that you need to be doing. How, you know, what happens, for example, uh, what happens when you graduate high school? Well, you know, for the first um, first years of your life, you know, you've been going to school. So you basically been given the path that you supposed to be on. You're supposed to be going to school. You know, you. You know, you, you, you the most thing you just get good grades and, you know, stay out of trouble, whatever that whatever that is. And so it's pretty well sculpted for you. But when you make that transition out of high school. Now you have to start making choices and decisions. Huh? So in, in essence, everything is not made for you. And it's hard for people to make that transition because now it means that you have to go beyond what's been given to you and make life what you make it. In other words, the decisions you make is what really affects your life. So no longer can you blame your parents. No longer can you blame the teacher. No longer can you blame yada, yada, yada. In reality, you shouldn't be blaming those people anyway. Uh, but a lot of people haven't matured to the point where they realize that the decisions that they make 
ultimately have ripples effect in their life. And see, a lot of people think that the decisions that I make in the dark, that they remain in the dark. But that's not true. It has ripple effects, even if you don't see them. And I believe that's one of the reasons why so many things happen in life. It's not because of the decisions we make, but it's probably the ripple effects of decisions that other people that, that have made and it affects me. I just think about that sometimes. Like we wonder and we think, well, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Like the person that, that, for example, that's on their way to work. And all of a sudden they get in this car accident and it happens to be a drunk, drunk driver or something like that. And you think, man, was that supposed to happen? But that's just fast. That's just, just, that's just pause and rewind the scene. Well, there was a decision, a bad decision that somebody made to drink and to get intoxicated. And then the, the next decision was to drive. The next decision was to drive the direction that they were driving. If that person hadn't made, had made better decisions, then the person who got killed in the accident wouldn't have got killed. So their, their tragedy, so to speak, was the result of other people's decisions. Um, but I say all that to say is, is that the decisions that you make have ripple effects that affect other people. Hey, you, you work in that job and you, you said, well, I'm going to work this job because, um, you know, it's close to my house and, you know, it's easy work. I really don't like it, but it pays the bills or whatever like that. But what if you were meant to do something greater to affect the lives of more people in a greater way? Don't you think that your decision right now just to be comfortable and slip into that mediocre frame of life. Don't you think that that's affecting people? Huh? It can, actually, it can be affecting you directly because what are the benefits on the other side of you taking it up to the next level and say, you know what? I really, I really don't want to be here. I need to be doing something else. Now, what that something else is, 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 is a mystery at this moment. But if, at some point in time, you have to come to the place and you have to say and you have to know what I'm currently doing is not me. It's not what I've been put here to do. It's, it's not it's not even I mean, it's not even I'm not even excited. I'm not even I'm you know, I, I kind of. You know, this is just me talking. I'm kind of, you know, when people say, you know, I'm not doing what makes me happy. Um, people put a lot of emphasis on happiness. Um, and the reason why I kind of don't necessarily gravitate toward that methodology is because I can be doing something that I'm at peace at and I have joy in. But there are times where I might not be happy. Because happy to me is just an emotion. What I'm talking about is doing something that brings you fulfillment on the inside. It's just you, you in your, you in your zone, in your groove. You, you can feel it. You can feel like, man, this is it. I'm, I'm in, I'm in my spot. You know, I got the juice. I got the juice. You know, I'm in my spot. You know what I'm saying? I'm, this is what I'm, um, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, this is my this is my pocket, so to speak. And like I said, we're 
I don't believe that we are designed to do one thing like that. That's the thing. Um, I believe our lives um, is, you know, just think of it this way. It, it, just try to get in my mind for a second. I think of life as a song that's played. And as long as we're alive, the music goes. When we're in the place that we're supposed to be in, when we're in our groove, so to speak, that's when the song sounds the best. It every melody, everything is is in tuned. When we're just at a dead end job and we don't know what we're doing, you ever been to a place where they're trying to learn how to play music in the notes off key and it sounds horrible? That's what your life sounds like in those moments. But it, it's supposed to flow. It's supposed to be a a, a a a nice symphony, if you will, a nice a nice a nice song, and. Our society is out of whack because there's a lot of people that are walking around that are doing things that's out of tune. If we all get in tune, people, our world will sound better. Our world will be better. But we look into other things and, you know, we try to look at other people and we good for this. We'll tell somebody else what they need to do, but we in the wrong place. Oh, yeah, I wish I wish she would come over here and talk to me. I tell her about herself. Well, what about yourself? Huh? What about yourself? How you going to tell somebody else about their place in life when you out of place? How you going to criticize and talk down on somebody about their relationship when you you got a boo-boo relationship? Huh? I think I said this before. Fix your boo-boo relationship first before you try to tell somebody else about their boo-boo relationship because you got might have more boo-boo in your relationship than they have in theirs. That's all I'm saying. But that's the same thing in life. You know, how you going to tell somebody else what they need to do when you ain't doing what you need to do? You know, we, we, we sometimes I think that it's easier for us to see um, into other people's lives because we maybe have a more objective lens to look through. So they may be so caught up and what they're going through that they can't see the obvious. And we come with the objective viewpoint and we're able to see what they can't see. But that's the reason why you have to surround yourself with people who can be objective at times because they can help you see what you can't see. Huh? They can help you see what you can't see. And ultimately, you you have to think about it. If if you are if you are a Christian, you have God. And trust me, God sees what you can't see. I mean, just let's look at the Bible. Remember, I said the Bible got got jewels in it. I mean, the Bible be dropping wisdom. But I do you, you ever looked at the Bible? And you and to me, I know the Bible couldn't be written uh just by men because uh look at it. Man, they tell you everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, if most people write a books, they don't like to put they they mistakes in there. But the Bible have a whole lot of people who made a whole lot of mistakes. I mean, some people who just flat out blew it. Some people who, I mean, you have people who cheated, who stole, who killed each other, who slept with other people's women, you know, who 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 lied with they, they you know, the mother and the son got together and lied to the father, uh, to the father 
um, and, and, and got rid of the brother out of the deal. I mean, you got bad, you got bad, you got business deal that went bad and you got relationships that went south. And then you got ones that when things worked, that was in there, you know, but see, that lets me know that God is objective. That he looks at the bigger picture. He looks at the whole picture. And so in my life personally, the way I'm able to get to a place where I know this is why I'm here is because I ask. I ask God. And when I before I graduated high school, probably about I would say about six months before I graduated high school, I went into kind of a, a slump because I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I, you know, I kind of process things differently. You know, I just got to the point where I'm like, man, I'm about to graduate. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I was, it was like I was having a midlife crisis in high school. You know, you midlife crisis usually uh, defined, you know, um, by psychologists as the moment where you look at your life and you look at the life that you have just lived and you realize now you have less life to live than what you lived. So in other words, the, the the time is running out. But for whatever the reason, at that moment in time, I was like, man, if I don't make the right decisions now, man, my, my life is messed up. But see, I don't care where you are in life. I care how old you are in life. Um, there's always more life to live. But at the same time, you want to have a certain sense of urgency as far as the time that you are utilizing. The time that you are utilizing. Yeah, you you know, you go to work and you make money. But the funny thing about it is you can get more money. But the time that you done spent at that job, you done wasted time. You can't get that back. You can't get that back. I think the I think successful people and you look at successful people and I read books um, about successful people. I look at articles. I'm always on the lookout and I listen to different people who have been successful. And one of the common things that they seem to all have is this concept of how valuable time is. You know, they, people get offended who. um well, let me just say it. People who who be broke be offended um, when, you know, when people who are have more influence or who are more successful don't have time for them. It's not that they don't necessarily have time for you for the sake of just being disrespectful. But literally, if you ain't coming with nothing, I don't have time for that. But some people just waste time. They waste time. And that's one of the reasons why I titled my book Rest to Success. The word for rest is an acronym, but it doesn't mean for you to sleep your life away. It doesn't mean rest as in sleep. It means for you to get in the rhythm of the song of your life. It means for everything to be clicking on all cylinders. That's what it really means. It means to be at a state of fulfillment and peace within yourself. 
That's how you get to success. It's in that moment when you when you realize this is what I need to be doing or this is the area I need to be developing in. You might be in a place where you're developing gifts and talents that you have. You develop before you utilize. But first you must discover. Huh? You must discover. You must look at your life and say, man, I, this really seemed to be coming natural to me. That might be an indicator. Now, it may not tell you what you're going to be doing, but you need to keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. You know, you got the gift of gab. You Man, you talk, 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 talk. Well, when you talk, are you an effective communicator? Well, yeah. Well, that means you need to develop that more. Maybe you can become a better communicator. That's what school is supposed to be. Huh? That's what school is supposed to be. School. See, a lot of people look at school as the goal. And that's what I was taught growing up. You, you, you go to school. You get good grades. Then you go to college. As if that's the goal. But I kind of understand why people, you know, people uh, taught it that way. Because in the community I grew up, there was a lot of people that wasn't graduating high school. And then yet still there were even less people going to college. So people felt like, oh, if you can just go to college, you made it. No, that's school is not the goal. That's not the goal. School is the tool. What tool, what, what, what kind of tool is school? That's kind of, that's kind of like bars. What kind of tool is school? Yeah, look, what kind of tool is school? Tool, the, the school is to help you to develop the gifts that you have, to develop. And it's not all about information. It's about application. Huh? Is the, the best schools and the best learning experiences are ones that give you information and application or giving you information while application while applying the knowledge that you're given. So, for example, there are things that I'm doing now right now that I didn't necessarily go to school for. But I'm not like, oh, I can't do this. I can't go to school for this. Well, look, man, we live. Look at the age we living in. Everything is online. They got classes for everything. You go to places like lynda.com and, you know, you go to places like all these other sites and, and online platforms to learn stuff. Why? Because you're taking advantage of what school is supposed to be. You, you say, man, I don't know how to quite do this. I have a I have a mind to do this, but I need to be better equipped to do this. Well, you take it, you take everything in your own hands and you go out there and you find the knowledge you need to get the thing done. That's the only way you learn. Don't tell me you know how to do something just because you spent so many hours in a classroom at a person talking at you. You can you can you can um, regurgitate maybe some information. And I and I think I may have said this in my book, but and college is easy. And this is why I say that. Um, and not to be offensive to anybody, because I know I'm not saying that um, that you don't have tough moments and, and obstacles. What I'm saying is that the way to pass college is you have to, all you have to do is figure out how to pass classes. 
well, how do you pass classes? Well, you see what the teacher requires. And then you just you just set yourself up in such a way where you maximize all your time to to complete what the teacher requires. And you just break it down to his most basic level. I used to break it down by semester. I used to break it down by class. I used to go and I used to to either meet with the teacher or talk to students of previous years who took a professor. And I asked questions. OK, what did this professor like? What would cause this professor to give you higher grades? What kinds of things do I need to do? Not the criticism, all that, you know, don't take her or don't take him. Wait a minute. Wait, a minute, why not? Why should I do this? What puts me in the best position? And you just break it down and you break it down by semester. You pass a semester. You pass the next semester. You pass the next semester. And you graduate by passing a collection of semesters. Boom. You passed. But that doesn't mean that you know how to do what you need to know how to do. It just means that you pass some classes. That's really what it is. But when you begin to apply and get results and become better at doing, that's what people will pay for. That's what will help other people. By you knowing what you know doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to help somebody else or even help yourself. It just means that you know that what you know. A computer is only as good as the people as as you using it. I can have, you know, I have a a a a a, a Mac laptop, a MacBook Pro. Man, that thing is expensive. You you go to Best Buy or whatever, I don't care where you go. You you ain't going on no bootleg uh bootleg uh, uh site or whatever like that and, and getting deep discounts on Mac Mac products. You might as well forget it. You're going to pay the full price. But it's expensive. It can do a whole lot. But that does you no good unless you know how to use it. Unless you use it. You know, that's one of the things that I had to discover. Wait a minute. I want to do this. I wanted to do the podcast. And I'm like, man, well, I never done the podcast before. Well, I know it has to be kind of similar to radio. So I used to I used to listen and still do. Um, and to this day, I listen to different interviews, not to hear necessarily what the guests are saying. I'm looking to see what well, what makes this interesting. Why does a person listen to this person's voice all day? What is it about this person's voice? What are they doing? What draws that audience to them? Why do why do guests like to come on the show? I always I always highlight when guests say, "I really enjoyed this show." Why do they say that? What is it about it? See, you studied you studied the gift. You study the craft. You look at people doing it well. How do they do that? Why do they do it that way? You study it. And then you work on yourself. You develop it. You find your pocket. Huh? Like the basketball, uh, like basketball players. Look, they they study their craft. Well, uh, some of them do. Some of them are lazy. I ain't gonna lie. They they some of them lazy. Um, but you the, the people who make it to the top of the game. Um, are mostly those who develop their gifts. Now, every once in a while, every once um, in a quarter of a century, you might have one player that just blows the box off of things because he has these natural abilities. I, I guess today you will you, that player will probably be LeBron James. But even LeBron James has to develop. He has to mature. He has to grow. He has to develop the gift. He has to develop different areas of his game 
to make his game complete. Look, you have to look at your life. You have to develop different areas to make your game complete. You have to give people proper, complete work. And don't expect to be compensated for the work that you don't put in. Not working harder, but developing your game, developing on the inside, looking on the inside and say, wait a minute. There is something dormant on the inside of me that I hadn't tapped into in a long time. Let me work on that. And that's how you develop your game. That's how you take it to the next level. That's how you go from being mediocre and complacent to being maximized. We're working on maximum life, people. We're working on maximizing our life. So you have to go back to the to the beginning. You have to go back to the foundations. You have to go back on the inside and say, wait a minute, what is all up in here? What are different areas? Like for me, I, you know, for a long time, you know, when I graduated college, I went straight into ministry. I, I mean, the day I graduated was the day I was ordained in the ministry. It just, this happened the same day. Who does that? Who does that? I don't know who does that. I, I, I need to go back in time to that man and say, what are you doing? The same day, brother? But anywho, um, so I, I just, you know, just went straight on in. I mean, there was a lot of different things I had on the inside of me that I just put on the back burner. And over the course of time, it just felt like a part of me was just dying. Why? Because I killed what I thought I needed to kill in order to make this other area grow in my life. Well, the problem is when you try to, and this is why I say it's good to have mentors, but you can't be a copy of somebody else. Because what works for somebody else won't work for you because you're made of different stuff than they made of. There might be certain parts and certain areas of your life that you see in a person and that you gravitate towards that. But that just lets you know that that area of your life, you can pull something from that person in order to develop that area of your life. So if you if you look at a, if you if you're drawn to something. You have to ask yourself, why am I drawn to this? And I'm not talking about negative things. I'm talking about in developing your life. Why am I drawn to the way that person sings? What is it about that person singing that I'm drawn to? And you're a singer. Or you have um, or you have some 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 kind of gift of communicating. And you're drawn to a singer. What is it about that singer's presence and 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 everything that makes me attracted to that person. It may not necessarily be the singing, but see, a singer doesn't it doesn't start when they get to the mic and sing. And see, that's where people get wrong. They think that they can do something because they see that person step up to that mic. But there's a whole lot that happens before that mic is turned on. There's a whole lot that happens before that person gets on stage. There has to be development that takes place. There has to be a nurturing and the growing. There has to be study, huh? There has to be work put in, huh? Same thing with rappers. Everybody look at a rapper and they see somebody uh uh spitting some rhymes. Look, the I'm a, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Look, I really like to see people freestyle. I don't always agree with what they be saying because some people be saying some nasty negative stuff, and I don't tend to listen to that. But the whole craft of how in the world were you able to put those things together? And it has multiple layers of meaning on it. Like, man, but that took work. That took study. 
studying the craft, the more a rapper studies their craft and they get gain more information and knowledge about the things that's happening in the world and, and knowledge about art and the knowledge about history and the knowledge about all these type of things, they add that to their toolbox. So now when they rapping and when they freestyling, they got more knowledge to, to pull from. But if all they study is, 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 is sex, guns, drugs, cars, money bags, that's all they going to rap about. Yeah, you know what? I had, I had money today, a girl yesterday, and tomorrow I'm going to have something more. Like, wait a minute. There's more to life than about that. Come on, man. Step your game up. Step your game up. Huh? Step your game up. You know, get, go ahead and get some more knowledge. But I'm going to say the same thing to you. I don't care what you do. Let's step your game up. Let's take it to the next level. Huh? Let's take it to the next level. Oh, you're doing that okay. All right. But you can do it better. Huh? You might be somewhere where you don't need to be because you 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 got comfortable and you're just trying to pay some bills. But wait a minute. Eventually, you can't live life like that. Eventually, you're going to get burnt out. You know, you, you ever seen somebody mad? At, 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 every time they come to work, they mad. It ain't got nothing to do with you. It's them. They mad at themselves because they still there. It should have been long gone. But every once in a while, and this is what I'm going to say, and this is what I'm going to end on. Every once in a while, and I like the way Les Brown said it, every once in a while, that if you don't move in life, life will move on you. If you don't move in life, life will move on you. What does that mean? If we come at points in time in our life where we get so frustrated and these things start happening, then we start reevaluating what we're doing. We start reevaluating what we're doing. And that's life's way of moving on you saying you need to move out of this place. You need to move out of this pocket. Because if you, you remain here, you're going to die on the inside and you ain't going to be no good to nobody. You're going to be cussing everybody out every chance you get because you're frustrated where you're at. You ain't going to like, you know, you get jealous of your coworker because they get a promotion and they move on. Why? Because you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Ain't got nothing to do with them. It's all what's going on on the inside of you. So I'm going to say, say it again. Step your game up. Huh? Let's take it to the next level. Huh? Don't stay where you at. Huh? We, 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 we just beginning this thing. Huh? We just beginning this thing. Come on now. Well, that's all I got for today. This is your host, your man's Brian B. Rich Richardson. Once again, step your game up and check out my website, www.maximumlifenow.com. Get the book, Rest to Success, R-E-S-T, the number two, success.com. Get the book. Man, I, I look, this is just the beginning of the work that you about to get. Tune in next week. We're going to go a little bit deeper. And I want you to begin to evaluate your life. If you hadn't already done so, evaluate your life right now and see, this is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I stuck? What am I supposed to be doing? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. If you, and if you don't decide to do this, I'll be here next week. <laughs>